a Holding On To Learning LLC production. Woo! The ideas expressed on this show are not the views of their employer. Besides, if you really want to take advice from this guy, well, you should probably do it at your own risk. You're going to love the Exhausted Educator channel! <laughs> Class is in session. Here's the short bald dude from the Exhausted Educator show! What is going on, Education Heroes? Thank you for dropping into the Exhausted Educator Show. This is our Halloween goal-setting celebration episode because goal-setting is the first thing you think of when you think of Halloween, right? Because goal-setting is boo-tiful. No more dad jokes! Right from the jump, no more dad jokes. Honestly, you probably think of costumes. You know, I'm wearing a Viking helmet. I've invited my dragon friend along here because I think of Vikings now more like individuals who rode on dragons, like in How to Train a Dragon, as opposed to those who did mean horrible things like pillage. So yeah, costumes. The other thing, candy, which leads into goal setting. Hear me out. Give me a little bit of leash. You know, those students, if you're at the elementary level, those kids have big plans for Halloween night, people. It's maximize their time so that they can get the biggest load and the best pieces of candy possible. The very well-trained kids understand there's a limited window to get to as many houses as possible, and you try to bypass the houses that might not have what you're looking for. For example, you might skip a house because, you know, pretty much every year they're handing out apples. You might skip a house and go to a different house because you know that other house has full-size candy bars. The big deal. Not the little fun size. We don't want the fun size. We want the big stuff. Those students who get, who get the biggest pull on Halloween night completely understand goal setting. They understand the missing ingredient to goal setting, which is what we're going to talk about with our special guest today in just a couple minutes. There is a missing ingredient in your classroom when you're trying to help students set their goals. Stay tuned for that. In the meantime, let me remind you, if you're interested in helping us spread the word, the recharge word, where we're all trying to get recharged during challenging times, you can do it in a couple ways. It doesn't cost you anything. Hook up with us at Exhaust Educator on any of our social media platforms. And maybe you engage with us, leave us a note, give us some feedback, whatever. You can also help us out by spreading the word. By mouth, sharing things, subscribing. Any of it will do. We appreciate anything you can do to help us out. Here's the rundown for our Halloween goal-setting episode. We're going to start off with Dr. Steve, who's going to tell us all about the missing, the missing ingredient, the key to unlocking success with goals that so many of us need to know about. Hang tight. We'll get to that in a second. Then we're going to move on to party time, and that will be about singing in the shower. In some odd, demented way, it will bring back to your classroom... Then we're going to finish up with Dress Them Up, something along the Halloween spirit in this season and beyond. 
that you can take with you. So stay tuned with that. Now let me tell you about our guest. Dr. Steve Smith is an amazing dude who knows a ton about goal setting and the whole goal setting process. I personally have learned so much from this guy from the projects we worked on together. And I realized when I worked with him and the groups that he works with that, well, I realized that I was missing some key components that could unlock the success for my students. He's going to dive all into that. You're really going to enjoy this. So much good stuff with Dr. Steve Smith from the amazing state of Maryland. So ladies and gentlemen, here is Dr. Steve Smith. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a, it is my honor to have on my friend, my man, Steve Smith, who knows everything there is to know about goal setting, <laughs> or at least close to it. <laughs> Steve, thanks for jumping on with us, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for the ego boost there. Too. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I had the luxury of uh, meeting Steve through some work we did on some projects, and I learned a ton from this guy, and I wanted to have him on so that he could share some of the amazing things he's got sloshing around in his brain with everybody, all about goal setting for kids and students in your classroom. So, Steve, before we jump into all that, you got to just take a minute and tell everybody about your educational journey, where you're at now, and how on earth you got there. Yeah, I'll uh, start from the beginning, I guess. Um, I was uh, got my undergrad in psychology, which uh, doesn't get you a whole lot if anyone's done that. So I started as a paraprofessional, actually, and uh, from there became a special education teacher, got my master's during that process. Uh, from there at the school I was at, I showed some talent uh, doing behavior support for students. So I ended up supporting my school around uh, behavior support for all the st students in the school. Um, that kind of got me into supporting teachers uh, that support students. So from there, I went to actually, I know you're located in Delaware, the University of Delaware, to uh, do some statewide training on IEP writing uh, and supporting even more teachers. And now I'm over in Maryland at the Maryland Coalition for Inclusive Education. So we support schools, districts, and teachers on inclusive practices for students with disabilities in general education classrooms and settings. And uh, part of our work, which is where I met you and had the privilege of working with you, was uh, we partnered with the University of Kansas on the self-determined learning model of instruction, which uh, a handful of districts in Delaware and Maryland all worked on over the past three years. So it's been quite the journey. And through in the middle of that somewhere, I got a doctorate too. But <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> Dr. I Steve. I can remember correctly. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Steve is uh, known to some people. <laughs> well, uh, you have done amazing things. You've, I remember you telling me way back when we first met about your journey and, and some of the things that stuck stuck out to me as someone who works in special education fields specifically were your background and working with kids with behavioral challenges and, and those kinds of things. Those are not typical things that pop up on people's uh, resumes. So you have an interesting background and to get to this point, uh, I would say probably your, your ideas on how students can set goals and then the pieces that go along with that are really, really powerful things to think about. So that being said, 
talk to us a little bit about like the importance of goal setting for students and uh, anything that you think our audience should know about it. Yeah, and I'll, I'll first start by plugging my friends over at the University of Kansas who put all of those great ideas in my head. So uh, Carrie Shogren and Shada Rayleigh, uh, very well-written uh, professors over there. Just they know they this is their baby, and uh, I, I merely have carried it for a few years. You've ago. carried it well, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, think of ourselves setting goals, though. Um, and, you know, I always think the most important goal and the most likely one to get achieved is the one you set yourself. And uh, so many times in education, we're setting goals for students or uh, curriculum is setting goals for students or a lesson plan is setting goals for students. And how many times do they really get the chance to set the goal for themselves? Uh, and, you know, from this project, this was that opportunity to open up those conversations between teachers and students and give students a chance to set those goals, to pick what they wanted to work on, whether it was an academic skill or something that would make them uh, more independent in life or something that was going to get them a job or get them into college or even get them on the on the sports team at school. Um, you know, it, it's a really when you get into the process that we're going to talk about, it was just really flexible, uh, but it started to give students agency instead of sit down. This is what you're going to learn today or this week. It was how can I, as a teacher, help you learn and grow in the way that you want to learn and grow. Yeah, that's well said. You know, the, uh, the idea of goal setting is super important. And I think everybody knows that, right? Like, you know, in, from our backgrounds, we're working in special education too, the importance of the IEP and objectives driving, you know, the focus for students. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, just goals, general goals, like you said, athletic goals or academic goals or career goals, whatever it is. However, probably the biggest piece of the puzzle that I picked up from you and, and the amazing people at uh, University of Kansas is what happens after. So we set some goals and then what's the magic beyond that, Steve? Yeah, uh, because you know, the goal just doesn't happen. Uh, there's a, a phrase out there that goes, you know, a goal without a plan is just a dream, you know? So uh, something, you know, it's, it's not just one thing that happens after you set a goal. You have to make a plan for it. You have to actually think of what you're going to do. And inside of that plan isn't just, well, I mean that I'm going to do this, this, and this, but it's also anticipating the barriers. Uh, so I love how this not only connects to us supporting students to think about that, but I've used the same process talking with teachers about lesson planning and planning for students uh, in their classroom that need a little more support and thinking of their curriculum and what are the barriers and think about those barriers ahead. Make a plan to get around those or to uh, find some solutions to some of those barriers. And then, you know, when you get to the end, whether you made your goal or not, going back and looking at how you've done the whole time and self-evaluating. So did I get rid of the things that I wanted to do? Did I miss a barrier along the way? Uh, did I, did I accomplish even more than I expected? And sometimes maybe you don't reach your goal. Um, you know, I know like during COVID for me, it was, you know, to lose 20 pounds. I lost like 14. <laughs> that good but, for uh, you I'm though, man. That. I'm not going to say like, Hey, I didn't do my job here. Uh, it, it's finding what you did do along the way and how you found a balance in that and how now versus whether it was two months ago, three weeks ago, whatever it is, when you set your goal, you're that much better now than you were. So um, really setting that plan in place though and going step by step of what are my barriers? 
what could get in my way? What can I do now? What can I do next week? What can I do the week after? Or do I need to learn some more things in order to be good at this? Do I need to, to learn, you know, for me, like, do I need to learn some different workout techniques or whatever that is? Um, it's, it's going through that process and then evaluating yourself through that process. What did I learn about the things I wanted to learn, but what did I learned about myself as well? Um, you know, it wasn't that like, you know, whether it's transportation, going back and forth from one place to another is a factor, or it was time was a factor, uh, or like, um, you know, if you're not a morning person or a night person, like when are you going to get your best work in? So it's going through that process as well. And I think for students and teachers, that process was really important last year when everyone's lives got flipped upside down and everyone was trying to figure out how do I best operate? How do I best teach from my couch? How do I best learn from, in some students' cases, inside of a closet, you know, like how to, or a garage. So, um, you know, going through that process, you know, and talking throughout the process, not just I set a goal and two months later, hey, how'd you do? But each week checking in, like, how you doing today? How's this happening? How's that happening? And having someone to bounce ideas off of, whether it is a student to a teacher or a teacher to a teacher or a student to one of their peers in class, uh, that back and forth in that conversation is so important. You know, um, again, I'm, I'm keeping using this workout analogy, but the best shape I was ever in is when I had a workout buddy and somebody at 3.30 in the afternoon is back in college was like, hey, come on, gym time. And whether I wanted to or not, we were doing it. And, you know, one or two days a week, it was me telling him, come on, let's do that. So it's somebody to have those ideas, someone to have, um, you know, that introspection and, and the ability to talk back and forth to is, is really important, I think, also. That's a good point. That's a really good point, actually. The idea of, you know, whoever you're teaming up with, you know, whether it's working out or teaming up with maybe the adult in the classroom, whether it's a para or a teacher or whatever, you know, being mm -hmm. able to to rely on them and they kind of pull you along through the process. That's, that's a good point. I, I need... Yeah, think about, you know, note-taking strategies, you know, like, um, you know, there's more than one per kid, you know, student in a classroom that wants to, you know, take better notes. <laughs> I still need to take better notes too. <laughs> uh, so that's a really easy way to form kind of a peer-to-peer -peer bond with, all right, what are you using? What am I using? What, what strategies do you use? Uh, but then a teacher can say, you know, there are a few apps for these things. Uh, a teacher can jump in and knowing that a few students have those kinds of areas that they're looking to improve in, you know, make a comment as they're writing something on the board, like, hey, this is a really cool thing to take notes on. Um, you know, so it's having everybody in on your goal. It's that because it, it takes a village, right? You know, it, it, that that support, we're not, we're not trying to be independent. We're, we're trying to be interdependent. And that's really what society is about, what school is about, what we're really preparing students for. Yeah, that that's fantastically said. Trying to be interdependent. That's well, well said. You know, so you can use a little connection these days. Oh you know? my goodness! No kidding, man. <laughs> no kidding. So you you kept coming back to barriers and barriers. Um, mm -hmm. Just so our listeners know, could you maybe give some examples of like barriers students might might encounter? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so many times we hear, you know, especially over the past year, but even before then, is 
time man, you know, time, like time in the day. We have students going from school and then they're on the bus for an hour. Some kids might not get home till five, six at night. Then, you know, or if they have sports practice, that's even later. And then it's, hey, do four or five classes worth of homework in the next three hours and poof, there goes your evening. Oh, you had to eat dinner somewhere in there too. <laughs> and it's all gone. Oh, and your friends are texting you. So, you know, time can come up as a barrier. Uh, just those distractions of technology. Technology is everywhere um we got we got sick of it you know last year but uh we still can't escape it we couldn't quit it <laughs> um and it's everywhere it's you're getting you know messages from this person that person somebody else uh you know that's a really common one for students as well you know thinking about some other things just just not knowing what it is you don't know you just you don't know until you get there sometimes and that barrier is right behind, you know, like if you're using, you know, uh, Google Maps or whatever it is, like sometimes it tells you there's an accident, you know, on the interstate. Sometimes you just take that, get that exit and boom, it's right there and you're stopped and stuck. Uh, so, but as much as we can anticipate things, you know, that's certainly helpful. And, and so many times, you know, students and it makes sense in high school and middle school these these skills are still developing of time management organization i can't do anything without like my outlook calendar on my phone at this point but uh i don't know any students that that run off of that and i didn't do that in high school i didn't do it in college i didn't do it until really maybe eight years ago if i'm gonna be honest i think fatherhood also had like something fatherhood uh, will help you in that department for sure eight million places so um you know that there are tools out there that we have to go back and think of our own process as facilitators of student learning and growth of what did i not learn until i it was maybe a little too late or i had to get you know stuck on a few things even putting reminders in before things are due like in a calendar or whatever it might be um and some kids that's a, or in adults it's it's a digital planner or it, or it's a, actual writing down in a notebook and, and covering these things um and finding that you know perfect calendar that fits the year so there's a ton of different ways to do it and that's where the more people that are talking about it the better so you're not trying to learn all of these things you're really at a buffet able to pick that looks great that not really for me not into that i'll try that out but i'm not sure about it um you know i've sat in a class where a teacher just handed out a list of apps and like these things will help with your organization you have 15 minutes uh go in play with them they're all free parents so <laughs> but you know just go in and mess with them see if any of those things is something that you would like and you know that's what we're getting into and it's more than just set a goal because that's tough. It's tough to set a goal. I've worked with a ton of teachers on setting goals. And even if I've taught teachers to set goals, but if you even tell me to set a goal, it's going to take me like 15 minutes to write a good one, maybe 30. And it's going to give me a lot of stress, you know, thinking <laughs> of smart goals and all of those things. Mm -hmm. But really where it gets really awesome is when you get into the plan to achieve those goals. And that's where you get into the true specifics you need of what am I going to do? What might get my way? How am I going to fix that? And that was one of the probably the biggest things that I that I learned through that whole process when we started working um, with you and your group is is you know having a goal, but then really helping the students figure out how to get from point A to point B. And to me, that's always it's I never really thought about it too much until I worked with you all and the light bulb went on. Like, wow, we are totally missing <laughs> that ingredient, right? And it's probably the most important part, like identifying 
the process, what's the plan, and what's the mm-hmm. barriers that get in the way, whether it's working out or whether it's academic goals or career goals or whatever it is, how do we get from point A to point B? Um, and then, of course, the, the tail end of that is reflecting on you know, the goal setting, you know, um, what goals you have, have you met, have you met the goals? And um, so you've done a ton of work in this area, a ton of work in this area. And so you're the perfect person to bring on and you've shared amazing stuff. I just got one last question for you, Steve. Through all the work that you've done, are there any like general takeaways that you think would be beneficial to share with the audience? I, I think really the value of taking a breath and self-reflecting is is really important. Um, so you don't get stuck and you feel like you're working on a million goals or I have to do this, 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 then this, or on the other side of it, there's this, 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 and this barrier in my way. Taking a minute, reflecting, finding the things that you do well. Like we all need that time. We keep talking, you know, self-care for educators is such a huge thing right now too, right? Uh, but it's for everybody. Everybody is, you know, taking care of yourself is such a huge thing and celebrating the things you are doing. Uh, so take that breath, say, I learned how to use a new app today. I, I or I scheduled, I, I made sure I stuck to my schedule for three days in a row or five days in a row. Take the little wins, you know, that two month, three month goal, whatever that is, that is great and keep going for it, but set yourself little checkpoints and benchmarks along the way that you can celebrate some new things you've done. And uh, even if you don't achieve everything you wanted to step back and realize like you've done a, you've done something. Uh, you know, we have a, a rating scale that students have been doing in this project where it's everything. There's a five point scale and students in the very beginning, they, when they set a goal, they set like a criteria for that goal from, I did, you know, I, I barely did anything. I, I barely missed my mark. I hit my goal. And then like I overachieved and I, I did amazing. I way overachieved. And when we sat back and looked at all of the data from thousands of goals being set across Delaware and Maryland, there were very few students that accomplished nothing. The, the only ones that, that didn't is that's what they reported uh, was because they decided their goal didn't work for them and they didn't do it. But every student that tried their goal in some way got better from point A to point B. And I think that's worth celebrating on an individual level, but it's also worth celebrating, you know, as a teacher, as an educator, like take everything you can right now as a win and and that's good and and celebrate yourself because then that's going to give you, you know, motivation to hit that next goal and knock down that next barrier too. And we saw, you know, uh, on a local level in our district, we saw uh, amazing impact too, as far as, you know, kids being able to meet whatever goals they had set for them, or at least inch closer, right? So you might not mm-hmm. always, you might not always knock it out of the park, but are you getting closer to what your goal was? And that's what is exactly what we saw on our end too. So Steve, your stuff is amazing, man. I've always thought that, still continue to think that. Um, if anybody's interested in finding out a little bit more about, you know, goal setting or anything, um, where, what should they look for or where should they look? Yeah. Um, so you can find the Maryland Coalition for Inclusive Education on Facebook and across the social media apps, uh, the Kansas University uh, Center for Developmental Disabilities are the folks that uh, work and have created the SDLMI. So they're always putting stuff up. They do, they do amazing work across the country. Uh, selfdetermination.org uh, is kind of SDLMI's home website. 
uh, on there are even there's a free teacher's guide where you can learn like what the questions are to set a goal, what the questions are to make a plan, what the questions you ask students are to self-evaluate at the end of that process. So you can dip your toes in, see if it's for you. A lot of folks have found like, this is really great. Like I can see embedding this in a lot of things that I, that I already do. Kansas is working with a school that they do this for every single class. They come to class. It's like, all right, what's our goal for this unit? And students set their personal learning goals for units on top of, you know, curricular goals and all of those kinds of things. So a few different places. And uh, I, I keep saying the acronym really quick, but if you Google search or there's a hashtag, um, you know, floating around S D L M I. It's for the self-determined learning model of instruction. Um, you'll find a lot of great information on it and a lot of cool things that, that students are doing. And feel free to, to find you know, MCIE too. We're going to be doing some features on self-determination as well uh, through our Think Inclusive podcast and uh, social media service. So good stuff. Hopefully we'll, we'll see some people and we'll send some people your way too. So Sounds good. Sounds, issue. I like it. I like it a lot. Awesome stuff, man, as always. Appreciate your time, Dr. Steve. Dr. Steve. Sounds great, man. Sounds great. Thanks so much, Steve. Thanks for jumping Thank on. Party time. In this edition of Party Time, we're going to talk to you about a shower. In some weird way, it's going to relate back to your classroom. So, this is going to go along with Steve's, Dr. Steve's ideas on the process of goal setting, specifically the missing ingredient. Just another example of how we go about setting up the goal setting process. So, for many years, I was an elementary school teacher. I taught 20 years at the elementary level. And I love to get dressed up for Halloween, not because I was I'm like a costume junkie or anything, just because I love to make the kids laugh. I like to make kids smile at Halloween. So I did a variety of things. You know, I was Captain Underpants one year. That was a pretty good one. I didn't actually wear underpants into school. I mean, you know, it is a kind of a faux pas for grown adults to just wear underwear to school. So instead, I kind of did like a cardboard cutout of what underpants would look like and strapped on the the superhero, the Captain Underpants superhero cape, which I made out of like a red towel and tra-la-la-la, there it was, Captain Underpants, which is, by the way, like a very underrated movie. I laughed probably harder than the 150 kids who were in that movie theater when it came out. Loved it. Just saying. So I did that one. I also did like an emoji. I did a whoopee cushion. I did. You get the idea. There's one that probably stood out above the rest, and I thought it was pretty good. My family, my kids especially, have analyzed all these pictures through the years. They weren't always at all of the Halloween parades that we would do around the backside of the school where you'd showcase your Halloween costumes, but there was one in particular that they all seemed to think was the greatest, and maybe it was, although I was kind of, you know, I was kind of leaning towards Captain Underpants, but not them. They liked my shower that I created. So I got the idea. I didn't make it up myself. I got the idea from one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. I loved Karate Kid. You know, the story of a scrawny kid who just tears up these bullies from a karate academy. 
It was like the, the little guy who wins. Well, in that movie, he actually is a shower when he goes to a dance. So that's where I got the idea from. Hard part was I knew my goal, but I didn't know what I needed. I needed to think about that. And I needed to think about what were the barriers that would get in the way. So, much like your students in the classroom, when they're setting up their goals, they think about the end goal, yes, but they also think about, hmm, do I get there by doing this? Do I get there by doing this? What might be the obstacles along the way? I had to do all that. Sounds odd, but I did. So here was the, here's what I knew. I needed a costume that I could have something like a circular piece above my head so that a shower curtain could come off of it. So I thought, you know what? I can do that. A hula hoop. However, my first obstacle, I didn't have a hula hoop. So I advocated for myself, much like your students might do, or we try to work with our students to and try to uh, nudge them and persuade them to advocate them themselves, reach out to others for help. Well, I reached out to my friend who was a PE teacher, and he's like, yeah, I'll give you a hula hoop. You can borrow a hula hoop, no problem. So I got that. Check. That was done for. Now, now the next step. How am I going to get this hula hoop above my head? You see, in Karate Kid, he had Mr. Miyagi on his side. And Mr. Miyagi, not only a, an amazing martial artist, the dude apparently could make crazy costumes and fix bikes and all kinds of stuff. Just really skilled dude. So I didn't have Mr. Miyagi to lean on. I did not know how to get this thing above my head. I, I attempted like a couple contraptions and failed miserably. So I needed to adjust. Much like your students in your classroom when they're goal setting, Sometimes you think, mm, that's after you, once you get started, that's not realistic. That's what I did. It was not realistic for me with the amount of time that I had and the materials that I had to be able to create something that would hold a hula hoop like a foot above my head. So I called an audible. It changed up. Instead, I thought, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hook up something that will allow me to run straps across the hula hoop so it will sit on my shoulders so the hula hoop will now be shoulder height and instead of a shower head coming from the top down I'm going to have a shower head come up and around over top of my head which created another obstacle what would that be that would allow me to create a shower head that could loop up and around over top of my head I thought about it and I did have the answer a wire hanger for like a clothes hanger, an old school one. You don't really find them too much anymore, but I had one. So that's what I used. And then I just kind of decorated it so it didn't look like a wire. I kind of I put construction paper around it and, and you know, did my thing craft-wise to try to make sure that it looked like an actual shower head coming up and around. Then the next step, what am I going to make to make it look like there's water? I had to do some research, much like your students might have to do some research with their goals. And tinsel was my answer. So I had tinsel coming down from the, my fake shower head. So not too bad so far. The last part, a shower curtain, I had that. 
shower curtain rings. I had those. And voila, I had a costume. And it was okay. It didn't fall apart. The last piece of the puzzle was I needed a shower cap because I wanted to make it look like I was actually in the shower. That I did not have. So I did what other people would do. I talked to somebody for help. I've never shopped for a shower curtain hat before. Never really been a problem. I just get my head wet and it you know, gets dry, it will dry off. Not a big deal. Well, I had to reach out and talk to someone from work who gave me a little bit of advice on here's where you can go to pick up a shower curtain hat for cheap. And voila, I had my costume. I was a shower for Halloween in the Halloween parade. And apparently... My family seems to think that was my greatest, uh, best costume that I had. For you, what does that have to do with you? It's just another example of how you set out a plan for your goal. And your students set out a plan for their goal, whatever it is. Whether it's just doing something academic in the classroom. Whether it's trying to work on their jump shot on the basketball court. Whatever it is, they have, a, they have a goal, they set a plan, but sometimes you adjust. Sometimes you have to reflect and realize, mm, I would love to be able to reach that goal the way it is, but maybe I'm not going to. So what can I do? The other part is, as I had to do multiple times in making that costume, teaching our students to advocate for themselves, knowing when they need help. It's a big component, trying to teach students to advocate and reach out for help. And in the end, what do you get? Well, in my case, I got a shower with fake water. Thank you, Mr. Miyagi and Karate Kid. You can dress up. They can dress up. Everybody can dress up. It's Halloween! You know, whether it's Halloween or beyond, you can dress up in your classroom. You can wear a costume or do something else to bring ex excitement into your classroom. You see, when I say dress them up, I really kind of mean your lessons. Dress them up by bringing in novelty into your classroom. You know, we are so into catching up opportunities that students missed over the last couple years, and yes, it is a legit thing. However, they still need fun in the classroom. In my opinion, one of the best ways to deal with burnout is try to find, maybe dig a little deeper into your lesson plans and find something that's going to spice up your lessons and allow you to have more fun with your students. Because if you're having fun, chances are they're having fun. Something to think about. Whether you dress up as a superhero, a Viking, or you just find different creative pieces to add into your lesson, to spice it up a little bit, bring more novelty into your lessons, and don't forget, they're kids. They still need have some fun at school. It's going to help them motivate, engage them a little bit more. It's going to help you 
Because if all we do is stick to the curriculum and grind our way through, we'll get from point A to point B probably. But I'm not sure we'll all have very much fun. And I'm not sure we'll be recharging our batteries. And I don't think your students will be gaining as much ground as if they're having a little bit of fun in the learning process. Happy Halloween and happy goal setting season, people. Whether it's you or your students, goal setting is super important. It's super important for so many reasons. But as we talked about, the missing key ingredient, the planning process can be astronomically important because it can be what allows you to understand how you're going to get from point A to point B, meaning B, the success point, and how you're going to get there and what are the obstacles. But I also want you to think about this. Goal setting season, have goals for yourself outside of school too, right? Dr. Steve talked about having a workout goal. Whether it's that, whether it's being able to play a certain song on your guitar, your piano, whether it's a goal you have set for yourself of taking a trip someplace, whatever. You need some goals outside of school too. And they don't all have to be just work-related or life, you know, important life-related kinds of things. You know, I'm going to pay the bills by the end of the month. Yeah, you got to have all that. But you need some goals for yourself outside of school and outside of like the important adulting kinds of stuff. Keep that in mind. I'm going to close on this. Happy Halloween. And remember, helping's hard. So take care of yourself so you can take care of others. I appreciate you all out there in education land. I hope you have fun. And I hope you continue to have fun in your classrooms. Thanks for stopping by. We'll see you again soon. Party time. It's like sirens are going off in my head. We're going to try to just not be horrible. I'm watching you, exhausting entertainers. Always watching. Last Christmas. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at teachbetter.com slash podcasts, and we'll see you at the next episode. We would like to thank Kevin McLeod for the use of his music in our intro, outro, and also the music used in our interviews. You can find his information in the show notes below.